Today on episode number 525 of the School of Podcasting, I'm going to reverse engineer a driveway moment. And if you're like, what the heck's a driveway moment? It's when you are listening to a podcast on the way home, and it is so good when you get home, you stay in the driveway instead of going into the house to see your family because it's just that good. And so I'm bringing on the author of this episode. That is David Hooper from the Red Podcast. And we've got an update about Troy Heinrichs. I talked about Troy in last week's episode, and that story is not over. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I'm your personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, I've been helping people understand technology for over 20 years. And what we do here on the show is I help you massage your message. I help you tackle that technology. I help you face your fears and flatten the learning curve and get you on the road to a successful podcast. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up. And we're just going to jump right into Troy. Troy just keeps going. He's like the Energizer Bunny. Troy Heinrichs last week. Uh, you can go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 524 to listen to Troy's story about how a guy that started off with just a tweet to somebody ended up meeting the creator of the TV show that he does a podcast about called The Blacklist Exposed. Well, I'm walking around my neighborhood. My phone rings and it's Troy. And here's what he had to update me on so i i call the guy back he's at a meeting so then he ends up calling me this guy from sony pictures television who makes the blacklist and he called me up and he says you know we got this thing where you know before each season we try to promote the show with this little 30 minute television program called behind blacklist typically in the states <laughs> i can't even believe this is happening in the states uh, NBC really owns the right to promote the show on the affiliates and all of that stuff. So NBC kind of takes care of their own thing. But in the international markets, Sony Pictures Television does what's this kind of teaser, this half-hour show to basically hype up the new season. So they're going to make this, like, um, teaser episode, the sizzle reel for this half-hour. Uh, and they said, okay, well, we're trying to do a concept this year where the super fans blogger, podcaster, whoever gets to interview the two Johns. So we want someone that really knows the show to like really dig into the Johns and pull out something that they might not actually want to share or can't share or, and really just try to see what we can get out of them and put it in this sizzle reel package. And so as it stands right now, I am flying to L.A. on Wednesday night to record this 20-minute show as the host. Are you kidding me? Dude, that is awesome. I'm like, I'm just sitting at my desk and I'm like, is this really happening? Am I really going to L.A. on someone else's dime to host a television show and be on camera? Wow. wow. <laughs> well, that, that might drive downloads up a little bit. When they put, you know, the, the lower third, Troy Heinrich's producer. Yeah. <clears throat> That'll give you a little street cred. So the best part about it is that it was somebody from Sony PR who actually listened to the podcast that gave this VP in marketing our name to this guy because he hadn't even heard about us until, like, last night. And then he actually listened to some of the episodes, and he's like, your show's really good. Nice. So I'm like, this is crazy. I can't believe this is just – I'm like, did he listen to Dave's show? Like – how did this guy find me, and how did he connect with me on LinkedIn and called the feedback line of all places? That is amazing. And this is where podcasting being a global audience is really cool. Sony Pictures, as he mentions, they do all the prom promotion outside of NBC, outside of the basically NBC's little U.S. arm. So basically the rest of the world. How cool is that? Couldn't be happier for Troy and both of us. We're kind of speechless, which is hard to do when you're a podcaster to get us speechless. But Troy, best of luck with that. That's going to be fun. And there's more to that story. He's going to go out. He's going to get to hang with people, probably go back to the set, all sorts of fun stuff when he is out there. So couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Now, speaking of nice guys, we have David Hooper coming on the show today. 
And I have a hurdle with this episode. This was the problem that I thought about this when I was thinking about talking about this with you is David, we're going to talk about an episode, episode number 206 of the Red Podcast. Now, I've heard it, and obviously Dave heard it because, well, he made it. So I need to give you enough information so you don't feel left out because I hate that. So many times I listen to, you know, the Biff and Meat show or, or whatever it is, you know, I'm Meat, not Biff. Huh? And then they do the whole, they just bust a gut about the time with the Orange Mountain Dew. Remember that? <laughs> And you're going to have no idea what they're talking about. So I realized we had an orange Mountain Dew moment here because Dave and I have both listened to his episode. So let me tell you a little bit about what this episode is. So at least enough that you can understand it. So Dave had an automated phone call that pretended to be from the IRS and they basically threatened to throw you in jail. And so Dave, being somebody with an IQ above an ice cube, knew this was a scam and did what any good podcaster would do. He turned on his Skype recorder and called them back to investigate the situation. Now, you can hear this whole thing at redpodcast.com slash scam. And his first attempt kept the person on the line for basically more than an hour. And uh, to say this guy wasn't happy when he figured out that Dave was scamming the scammer, it's definitely worth a listen. And uh, eventually, Dave was able to get someone to kind of put their guard down and explain this illegal operation at the risk of really getting in trouble and probably getting fired. And for me, that was fascinating. And Dave wasn't yelling at the worker, but just wanted information. It made for a very intriguing episode. And then in true David Hooper fashion, he used that experience as a lesson to learn about business. So why is Dave here? Well, number one, he has a huge, just a wide skill set. He spent many years doing marketing for musicians, which is kind of where I met Dave many moons ago, back in the day. Uh, at one point, um, he actually held his own event for musicians. It was this big event festival kind of thing. He is the author of numerous books on Amazon, and I'll have links to these out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 525. And he's been doing his music business radio program on Lightning 100 WRLT in Nashville, and they turn around and put that out as a podcast. And basically, I'll just leave it. He's interviewed some really big names, and he's really, it's, there's another niche. This is specifically for musicians trying to make a living as a musician, which isn't as easy as it used to be. And he recently started shifting his focus kind of away from music marketing. He still does that show, but he's including other types of marketing outside of music. So his Red Podcast is not, thank God, another podcast that interviews entrepreneurs about escaping their dreadful lives into the world of six-figure incomes. It's not named Red Podcast on Fire. Uh, instead, Dave has a solo show. You can do that? You can do a show that you don't interview other people? It's true. And uh, he basically uses his life travels, and he then ties them into the lessons that you can use to grow your business. So if you are dying, if you want to hear the episode before you listen to Dave, go to redpodcast.com slash 206 and then come right back here, young man or woman or, or person, whatever, and come right back here. And um, so what we're going to hear here in this episode is how it took him multiple calls. So this wasn't just a, an easy act and everything just fell into place. He ended up with lots of content. Uh, he, he created a safe environment for his guest so that they revealed all sorts of cool information. And we can use this with normal guests that aren't doing illegal things as well. He stuck by his guns when he got his advertiser. We'll talk about that today. And he puts his thoughts, like there's a theme for the episode and he uses that theme to create really cool transitions from one part of his show to the other. And he also realizes that there's this thing called the skip button. And so he starts off his episodes with a nice tease to get you hooked in so you don't tune out. So without that, here is my talk with David Hooper from the Red Podcast. 
All right. Well, joining me via Skype, got to say it right up front, man. Red Podcast, one of my favorite. If if we were doing like my favorite podcast thing at the end of the year, definitely my favorite podcast. Uh, and so, uh, David Hooper, uh, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Thank you. And and you, uh, and you know why that is. You know why you like it is because I have based this. This is a God's honest truth. I, I based a lot of what I do on what you're doing. So it's like mirroring Dave Jackson and school of podcasting and also your other podcast, building a better Dave. Well, thanks man. Yeah. I appreciate that. And so you did an, you've done a couple episodes, but the one, it was literally a driveway moment. And, and for, for any new people, a driveway moment is you get home, you're, you're dying to be home, but you stay in your car and you fish and you finish listening to the episode. Cause it's just that good. It really had me in, in my case, I was out walking and I was listening to it on my break. And I can't listen to podcasts and, and work at lips and my brain doesn't work quite that way. And I was like, oh man, I want to listen to this podcast. And so we're just going to kind of point out some things here. This is what I think good content usually has some form of these ingredients. Number one is it's content you can't get in other places. In many cases, it's unpredictable. There's the famous Howard Stern line that, uh, you know, X amount of people listen to Howard Stern. Uh, why? Because they're not, they want to see what he's going to say next. And then the other people that hated him, why do they listen? They listened even longer. Reason given, they they want to see what he's going to say next. So there's that kind of unpredictable element to it. One of the things that I really think, and I could be wrong about this, Dave, but you come across as a guy who's always open, not for an argument, but a dialogue, like an open discussion to see the other side of the story. That's how you really come across. And, and for me, you have, that just scratches my, it's like nobody's business. I'm always interested in seeing the other side of the story. And then the really cool thing is it's educational and it's entertaining. You're, you're not like, like slapstick funny, man, but you're, you've got this sly sense of humor. That's the sarcasm kind of spills in there every now. And so I love that. The other thing is, and you could correct me if I'm wrong. These seem really well thought out. Like you, you definitely knew what you're going to say before you, you turn on the microphone. And then the last thing is, and this is what I preach over and over and over is it brings value. So that's when I, I listen to this episode, I'm like, man, he hit like all of these. So give a little behind the scenes. I, I want to talk about the IRS scam phone call, uh, episode number 206. You can find Dave over by the way at uh, redpodcast.com. So you get a you get a phone call basically from some automated system that is scamming you. They're saying they're their IRS, but it's so obvious that they are not. And you called them back. So my question is, at what point did you say, I'm going to start recording this? Well, I've gotten those calls a lot. And I think a lot of people have, and you might not have known that you've gotten one, but it uses, this is kind of interesting. If you wonder like where the voice comes from. AT&T has a text to voice service and it's, it's for deaf people. And if you're a deaf person and you want to use the phone, this allows you to type and then it trans transmits your type, it turns it into a voice so somebody can hear you and you can communicate that way. So they've got this thing and it sounds just like anonymous, you know, anonymous that hacks everybody. Right. When they release their messages, they use the same voice and it's, uh, an automated message. And it says, basically, this is the IRS calling. We have made several attempts to reach you. You have failed to pay taxes and you're in trouble. We're sending police on the way their way right now, <laughs> unless you call us at this number and then they'll give you a number. So I decided to see what would happen if, if I called them back and, and that, like, I didn't know what was going to happen when I actually called the guy back. I was curious. You mentioned me being like open-minded and I am curious and I do want to have a dialogue. So I was curious and, and it wasn't planned out cause I didn't know what was going to happen, but I used to uh, do a lot of prank calls when I was growing up. And when I had a record label in the late nineties, one of the things we did was release like a prank call record. So I had kind of had a background kind of thinking on my feet and I was like, well, I'll just kind of blow the dust off and <laughs> see if I still got those skills. You know, if, if nothing else, it'll be fun. And I did that for my curiosity, but I was going to tape it. And I thought, well, you know, it's going to be, if it's good, I, I can release it. And then I, I did, of course, a follow-up episode, which we'll get into in, in a minute and kind of break that down. That's the one that was, was planned. Once I had the tape, I could like make a story arc around it. Yeah. Now everybody's going to want to know, are you calling them via Skype or how are you actually getting this recorded? Yeah, I did it via Skype. Uh, there's another system that I used to use called a, uh, well, the brand name is uh, 
broadcast host, JK audio, yeah, but a, a digital hybrid, which you can do it through a regular phone line. But these days I do all my stuff either through a mobile phone or, or through Skype. So yeah, just Skype and call recorder, just uh, very similar to what you would record just uh, Skype to Skype, but you're doing it through the phone. So how many people did you have to go through before you got some guy that actually talked to you? It's it's hard to say because like sometimes there's like a bad connection and you can't hear them and you're calling over. In this case, I was I was calling over into Pakistan. Uh, the guy said he was a Iranian and that could have been true because Pakistan is next to Iran. I made three or four calls and it got to the point we're switching up Skype information and we're switching up WhatsApp and, and Facebook and <laughs> we've kept in touch. Like they're calling me back and everything. So it, it, it took a minute. And the reason I can't really give a specific answer is because there's been a few calls and, and I, I spliced them together to tell the story. Okay. Got it. All right. Cause I didn't want to, uh, that, and I don't want to have you lose your contact cause it's, it's an interesting story. It was pretty quick and, and we're talking about episode number 206. So it's a red podcast number 206. At the very beginning of that episode, which is kind of the tease, well, the, the first thing that I, I do on every red podcast episode is I've got an intro where I've got a voiceover guy. This is the red podcast, the marketing podcast for influencers. Rise above the Expand your audience. Deliver impact. Here's your host, David Hooper. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of a, a throwback to the turn it up and rip the knob off. <laughs> like 80s rock radio. I always thought that was funny. So I was like, all right, we're going to have an intro like that. But before he comes in, I've got just kind of like a bumper and I tease the episode and the episode is like, this is Red Podcast number 206. And you'll never believe what happened when I called one of those IRS scam places. And I've got the recording to prove it. And that's coming up. Then I've got the guy coming in. So that's the first part of the right. format that I use. Which totally sucks you in. You're like, what? Yeah. So Right. Instead of just playing like the same theme song that everybody's heard a million times. And a lot of times people skip. Because right. these podcast apps, if you're putting an ad on the front end, people are skipping that. Right. If it's always 30 seconds and if you're putting your theme song, nobody's ever hearing that. People are always skipping that. So I, I try to put a tease because if, if you're not interested in listening to the rest of the episode, what's the point? I'm not going to make you sit through it just to find out that I've wasted your time. That's not in service of the listener. And, and I actually completely missed that. That's something else you do that's really good. You tease people at the beginning and you tease people at the end of what's coming in the next episode. So that's another great tip people can, because uh, you, you've got them, you know, if they make it to the end, you know, you've got a really interested listener there. So you make sure they come back. You always tease people. Oh, and in next week's podcast, I'm going to tell you how I did this. And it's always, right. yeah. So it's a, a great uh, strategy just to keep, get people listening and then keep them listening. Right. And I'm, th I'm, I'm thinking continuity and I'm probably thinking ahead, maybe five or six episodes. The problem I get into is that sometimes like something will come up such as this IRS thing. I didn't know that that was going to happen. I wanted to go ahead and get it out. Right. So the tease that I had for the previous episode is like, uh Oh, and sometimes you got to go in and you got to take that tease out. So, right. uh, just, you know, you can get, you can get too far ahead, but I do try to to keep that schedule. And it just kind of helps me once I come up with the next five or 10 episodes. And I'm, I'm constantly thinking like, what content am I going to put in these episodes? And that way I don't have to do it on the fly. I don't have to do it the hour before I go in to record. I'm just kind of letting it marinate a little bit. Right. Because there's ideas that come up with say, well, I'm going to be talking about Snapchat soon. Oh man, that'd be a great thing for the Snapchat episode. And, and I can kind of uh, you know, I, I just believe that we put that in, uh, I've, I've heard it referred to as the servo mechanism of your brain. It's like you go to sleep and your, your brain's working on this and you know, you wake up and go, Oh, that's a great idea. And it, it just kind of comes together on its own. The, the next part, like I said, I made two or three calls. One of the calls, the first call that I actually made, I got the number for this place. And uh, the, the first call, the woman shut me down. So that's kind of an experience that a lot of people would have if you try to break into like the lockbox or the secret vault or a, a situation like this. They're, they're not going to say, oh yeah, by the way, we're scamming people out of money. And here's how we're doing it. Yeah. They're going to they're act like it's real. So I said, well, that would be kind of an interesting teaser. It's kind of an interesting twist. And 
that's maybe the first three minutes of the show after the theme. And what I mentioned, uh, building a better Dave, your uh, podcast at betterdave.com. And what I really learned from that, that I think is important for all podcasters to know is that you want to bring in something personal. And on this particular episode, we're talking about redpodcast.com slash 205, 206. It, it's, it's not necessarily personal, but that's always where I put my personal information where I'm like, oh, hey, it's David. And I was out walking the dog. Like I had the animal control called on me like the, a week ago, or I'll yeah. just tell you know, I'll tell funny stories about stuff that just happens. And, and, and that's what gets listeners more like connected with me. So yeah, mm-hmm. this is just a regular guy. He's not just some old guy ranting. Cause sometimes I feel like that, right? <laughs> Get off my lawn. Yeah. It's just like, do this step one, step two, step yeah. three, step four. And it, it doesn't really have that personality. And, and that's the thing again, that I learned from better Dave. It's like, I wanted to bring in that personality. I'm so used to marketing to other people and being in the shadows, it was really uncomfortable for me to do. But I was like, well, if people are going to be connected to this podcast, I'm going to have to let them see a little bit more of me. So I do that within the first two to three minutes to give people a little bit of that, but also understanding that they're there for the content. So usually that personal story, I try to segue into like the moral of the, the podcast, if you will. So it's, it's that continuum. Like I've got this one big idea that runs through the podcast and this is where doing like a lot of episodes comes in handy because I don't want to just go talk about pizza and beer one time and then talk about vacationing on the beach and then talk about, you know what I mean? Some, some podcasts are like super disjointed. So I tried to make it like, Hey, here's something that happened to me today. It's a personal thing. And that got me thinking about this, which is a big lesson. So it has like continuity. Well, for me, I always know there's always going to be, uh, I'll date myself that fat Albert moment, you know, where, what did we learn today? Children? you know what? That's probably, that's a Bill Cosby show. I shouldn't be, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't be quoting that anymore, but, uh, look what's in my pudding. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So I always know eventually you're going to have something that says, and this is how, and that's the thing that blew me away is I'm blown away by the guy, the, the fact that, you know, you get to talk to this person and then at the end you're like, Oh, by the way, what can we learn? What can we learn from the people that are legally, you know, ripping off thousands of dollars a day? And I was like, yeah, well, there's good, there's good things, right? Yeah. I mean, even like if we were to talk, we're in an election season right now right. in the United States. I don't know if anybody has missed that or not, but <laughs> we've got some crazy candidates running. You think? And as crazy as they are, the craziest candidate has good ideas. Yeah. Not, not all of them, not that we want those crazy candidates in office, but I mean, let's, let's go for the craziest of the crazy candidates. Let's talk about Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler invented Volkswagen. Okay. A lot of people drive Volkswagens. We could argue that that's a good idea, but it doesn't mean we want to do anything with Adolf Hitler. And, and, and that's how I look at business. There's a lot of really interesting businesses out there. There's a lot of businesses that you're not interested in, but that doesn't mean that we should just write them off and say like, well, I'm in the whatever the magazine business. Right. And therefore your business has nothing to do with my business. That's not true. We can learn something from everything. Well, so the, the big thing that I was trying to figure out, or I, I want to hear, how did you finally get this guy to like, how did you gain his trust to have him put down the, the, the wall and put down the script, I guess in this case, and actually just talk to you. I, I just asked. And I was, I mean, that, that's the very first part of the call that you do hear on this episode is, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm curious about your business. And, and that's why I had to have that first call. Like I wasn't, when I say I called three times, I called this center three times. Now I'd had the previous guy that I'd talked to, right. Mm-hmm. And nobody's opening up. And that's when I had to really go through the entire scam, which is at uh, redpodcast.com slash scam. And that's where I let them like lead me through it. And he's kind of explaining it how it works to me. He's like, all right, I need to drive to Walmart. I need you to buy 30, $50 iTunes cards. And I'm going to have you give me every single one of them. Cause they are because the IRS wants paid in iTunes cards. I love that. Exactly. Well, here's, exactly. Here's or the dollar thing. general or family dollar. You can pick. <laughs> well, here's the thing you said at the end of that, I don't know if there's anything we can learn from this. And I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm walking around. I was like, yes, there's a lesson. You got to know when to like fold them because that guy hung with you. How long did you have that guy on the phone? 
you know, I think I kept him online like about an hour and he got to the point where I was getting bored and I had to let him, let him know. Right. Yeah, he He's was, like, oh, I got one on the hook, but what was happening was people like, oh man, you wasted time. You wasted time. And, and, and I think that would be an interesting comment in itself. And that, you know, sometimes you're going to get into interviews that don't work out. And sometimes you're going to get involved in situations that don't work out. I can't tell you how many like dead interviews that I've got in the can that just like, well, you know, they just, yeah. they're 99%, but unless they're 100% there, but I just wanted that in there. And I thought if I could find out how this works, this would make for an interesting series. Right. But if nothing else, it's going to be, people are going to be curious about it, but you, but you don't know. And basically what I did is because I was uh, calling him via Skype and I'm trapped at my computer. He wants me to get in my car like I was logging into um, like YouTube and getting like sound effects and I had a video game <laughs> with a, like a car on my uh, iPad, which was sitting on my desk. <laughs> so I'm revving up the engine and I'm, <laughs> I'm playing like, you know, Katy Perry music and stuff on right. Spotify to make him think that I'm in the car. And, <laughs> and basically I'm doing, doing work the whole time while I'm just waiting. And then I would go back to him every once in a while and be like, okay, I'm here. Because I knew that if I waited three minutes, he's not going to believe that I'd suddenly driven to Walmart. You know, I had to wait 15 or 20, but I, I was just answering emails on the iPad. And the reason I say that is because I didn't want him to hear me typing. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I don't think that he would have. I mean, the, the connection was so bad and I, the language barrier and right. you, do you, you know what I mean? It's like, you would think that people would be onto your joke, but <laughs> I know this from my days of, of prank calling. Like we used to call like Rush Limbaugh and all these big time radio shows and, and they would, they would run the stuff. Like you'd get through call screeners and it would be outrageous, but, and maybe they did know it, yeah. but sometimes, you know, you can be pretty obvious. It's kind of like a magician. Like if you see how magic tricks works, like sleight of hand, it's pretty obvious, but somehow we don't catch that when the trick is being performed. Well, that's for me, that was the entertaining part of that episode was I just couldn't believe this guy was still on the phone. And the fact that he's making you drive. No, you have to go back to your car. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot my reading glasses. Yeah, I forgot okay, my reading glasses. <laughs> and the fact that you you hear you you talk to some Walmart employee about, can you tell me where you keep your iTunes gift cards? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's the, see, I'd, I'd also downloaded some Walmart yeah. <laughs> background noise. So I got away from the mic because I knew if I talked right into the mic, I right. wanted to sound like I was far off, like the phone was in my yeah. pocket. Yeah. So I, I might knew a little bit about that, but it's coming through a really bad connection. You can hear the echo. So I don't know. I guess they're getting it through voice over IP. I'm calling an American number that's routed to, I guess, Pakistan or Iran or wherever this guy was. And uh, I'm not even sure he was even on the line. I think his girlfriend or his wife picked up who was just waiting for me to get back. But but that's that's the business they're in. When I talked to those guys later, they said it can take a day sometimes for them to get somebody to to buy into this. Wow. Amazing. When you get off the phone, are you thinking, is your immediate thought is, oh man, I can't wait to use this in a podcast? Well, when I got off the phone the first time after hearing the, the scam itself and like finding out how that worked, you know, I'm thinking, man, this is pretty entertaining, but it's also long. It's going to have to be edited. I'm certainly not going to you know, make a podcast listener listen to the 15 minutes that I was driving to Walmart. <laughs> so I edited that and, and, uh, I, I said, I, I know there's a story in here if I can find out how these things work, but I don't know that the call itself is going to, you know, is, is, is going to, uh, be good enough, you know, just by itself. Cause it doesn't really fit what the podcast is about, which is about how to get more people to your events, sell more stuff, charge premium prices. So I, I thought, well, I, eventually I just, I'm going to throw this out there and I'm going to let it be known that I'm working to try to figure out the inside. I didn't think that I was going to figure out the inside that quickly, more or less because I didn't think I could get a number to another call center. These numbers only last two or three hours, then somebody shuts them down. Wow. So yeah, the, I mean, the IRS is not happy about this. This is about a $30 million fraud and they're doing everything they can to shut it down. So when somebody gets a call like this, you can report them online and they shut those numbers down immediately. Interesting. I don't want to give away the story because there are some really cool things when you actually get to talk to this guy. So again, go to redpodcast.com slash 206. I'm telling you, it's worth the listen and you will not want to get out of your car. You'll be stuck in the driveway. Can you give us a little bit? Because it sounds like you are now I don't know, friends or, or acquaintances of this, this person that you got to actually talk on the line. You, I'm friends with three of them because 
the, the, the first thing that happened was I, I called uh, this one center. I got shut down, which you can hear at the beginning of this call. Mm. And then I just kept calling back and they're like, Oh, it's that guy again. And then they all of a sudden want to talk to me. And I guess once they found out I wasn't trying to get them in trouble, then the shell broke down and you were asking how, how do I do that? And I was just honest. I started asking questions, but I was trying to go in not being judgmental. And I tried to do this in interviews. This is, I think would be good for anybody doing any kind of interview. I'm trying not to be judgmental. And you know me from my music business background, which we haven't really talked about, but for the last 11 years, I've been doing a broadcast show called Music Business Radio. And the stories you hear in there, they are rock star stories. They involve drugs, they involve hookers, they involve you yeah. know, underground payments and payola and, and you can't get in there and, and make judgment if you want people to keep talking. That's when they right. shut up. So I wasn't going to make judgment. And, and one of the things that I was doing was not making judgment. And, and then I was letting him know, it's like, you know, I'm not much different, man. I used to work in a call center and he's like, well, was it legal or illegal? I don't remember how he, he yeah. uh, asked that. But the, the truth is I, I've worked in, in boiler rooms before. I'm like, well, here's my experience with it. You know what I mean? So I'm not trying to be like above somebody. I'm trying to sit there and have a conversation with them in a dialogue. It's not really an interview. And, and it kind of sounds like that because the language barrier, I'm trying to build rapport with those guys and they've got people watching them all the time. And there's some tape that I didn't release where uh, somebody walks by and, and not yells at her, but she's like, you know, I'm, I'm in trouble and I've got to go. You know what I mean? They yeah. were, there was, they, 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 there's language barriers and, and they were also, and I don't know if it was necessarily bad. They were people who were at work not doing their job. Right. <laughs> so yeah. just like us, right? You try to make it look like you're working, but you're really t talking to somebody. <laughs> yeah. I'll, well, the other cool thing about this is, is this a story you'll be revisiting? You think? I've got another episode that I'm, I'm actually, it's outlined right now and I've got to put the, the story arc around it because I've got this tape and I wanted to tell a story. And, and I think that's kind of where you were going earlier. It's like you, you end up with this tape and like, what am I going to do with it? And I've tried to pull out the big lessons from it. And there are a lot of them. And the interesting thing about it, I mean, I got, I got probably too much tape to work with, but once I talked to one guy, he was like, Hey, uh, you want to talk to my friend? Yeah, I'll talk to you. <laughs> I'll talk. Can I talk to the boss? They wouldn't let me talk to the boss. Right. But, but there were, there were a few different lessons from it. I mean, I was just so fascinated by this and having worked in uh, call centers myself and also had a lot of work done by people overseas. I thought there was a lot of information that was important for people to understand. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely revisiting it. And I think I'm going to revisit the concept a little bit and go a little bit deeper. And this is one of the things that's happened with the evolution of red podcast. I've been going on for about two, it's been over two years, maybe 28 months now. And it started out a little bit more kind of middle of the road. I had a co-host and now that I'm doing it solo, I can kind of push the boundaries a little bit. So it'll probably be more like my blog where I'll visit some of the seedier kind of stuff and try to pull out the lessons and um, not maybe not revisit this particular issue, but uh, related situations, you know, more, uh, you know, who's that guy who's calling you for the, the Windows uh, tech support? Have you ever had that call? Uh, and they want to take over your computer? I'd like to talk to that guy. I always get the one from Google. Um, it's Google calling. I'm like, really? And they <laughs> want to help me with my SEO and blah, blah, blah. Or it's... Uh, I forget what they're trying to scam me with, but the minute I go, did you say Google click? It's like the minute I ask any questions that aren't on that script, man, they just bolt immediately. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's definitely a script. And I, I think that's one of the most interesting things about the tape is that you can hear these guys in the back. Hello. Thank you for calling the United States treasury. Yeah. It's kind of like that office space movie. <laughs> Hello, please hold. <laughs> Hello. Thanks for calling. Please hold. You got that running throughout the whole day. <laughs> I mean, that's how many people are calling these and that's, that's how big an operation they're doing. It, this uh, center that I talked to you, they said 20 to $30,000 per day is what they're bringing in. That's amazing. Yeah. Again, if you want to check this out, redpodcast.com slash two zero six for everybody that's probably asking what the heck is red podcast red stands for. Well, originally it was called real entrepreneur development and that's the, the initial, yeah. uh, you know, but, and then I'd, at that point I'd had like a hundred something episodes. I'm like, well, I'm going to try to change the focus. So now it's, uh, we're talking about like, uh, reach, expand and develop your audience. 
It stands for rise above the noise, engage your audience, deliver impact. It stands for whatever, whatever you whatever want. fits. Yeah. 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 You, you make it. I, I was at a hotel actually for the last new media expo called SLS and they were making it stand for different stuff. Super lucky slots, super loose slots, style, luxury service. And I thought, Oh, that's kind of cool. And, and I, I kind of set myself up for something like that without knowing it. So I would just like your, your perspective on, you know, you've got 200 episodes now out. If you were to start today, what would you be doing differently? You know, not a thing. I, th- I think you just got to jump in. And I think you've got to make mistakes. And if you want to talk about doing the launch, you know, I can definitely do that. I, I think being super focused is important. I think launching with as many episodes as you can is important. I've heard people say three to five. We launched Red with 25 episodes. Holy cow. And the new one we're going to be doing via season. And I think we're going to launch with at least 15 so I, I think that's good, but I think that regardless of what you do, you, you can't screw it up and you can't get it right. Nice. So <laughs> jump in there and you change as you go and just know that whenever you get to a change that you're going to be able to handle it. And then it kind of finds its voice. It's really taken Red Podcast a couple of years for it to find its voice. And that was with me going in with over a decade of radio experience and thinking I knew what I wanted, but sometimes you never know till you jump in. As I always say, the inside is different than the outside. So I, I don't know that I have advice from that except for research, model the people that you connect to. Like I said, I really liked building a better day because you were bringing the personality into it. And sometimes there's a lesson, sometimes there's not, but it was me connecting to you as a person. And I think that's important. And then sometimes there's the, hey, I really like like the lessons uh, step one, step two, step three. So if you can combine those two things, I, I think that's huge. If you've got a, a non, like a nonfiction podcast, like a business style podcast. Yeah. Like, like have, you know, it, cause we, we remember stories, look at the Bible, right? Yeah. And you, you want to have those stories in there cause that's what people remember and you want to make people feel a certain way, but if they can walk away with certain lessons, even better. Yeah. Well, hey, Building a Better Dave, last episode, a new episode finally is uh, Marriage Advice from the Divorced Guy. <laughs> I already listened to it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Thanks, man. Again, I just want to go over some of the things that are in this episode. So if you want to, in my opinion, if you want to hear some good content, it's content that you can't get in other places. Now, you don't have to have all of these. Usually just a few of these will work, but if it's something you can't get in any other place. So in this case, Dave's talking to some poor kid in Iran or wherever he was trying to, uh, you know make a buck like everybody else. It's unpredictable. So I had no idea where this thing was going. And poor Dave's driving to Walmart, listening to Katy Perry while the whole time he's at his desk. It's a dialogue. So he, that, that was the thing that really blew me away. It's just the fact that you're just like, you're just trying to get the guy to talk and to, to get his side. And that's the thing that really, for me, while I hate these people at the end of the conversation, I didn't hate them as much because you actually had me change my mind about these, the people on the phone that are calling me, bugging me all the time. It's educational. It's entertaining. Like I said, I couldn't believe how long you kept this guy on the phone. That was like, did he hang up yet? No, he's not going to hang up. I just kept waiting for that something to, to pop in and, and really change there. Obviously, it's well thought out because you've, now you've got all this tape. You've got to figure out the best stuff. And, uh, you know, obviously editing, there's a novel idea. And uh, as much as we love to hit go and it would be great if we could just hit record and put it out. But, you know, there's newspaper editors, there's movie editors, there's TV editors. I'm not sure why some of us think we can get away without, uh, and, and you can, you can do it without editing, but I just, you can also make it better with a lot of editing. So, and then the bottom line is, man, you're, you're bringing stories. It's, it's personal. So I do feel like I, I know you, I mean, I've known you, man, probably 10 years at this point. At uh, least. No, I think it's 15. Yeah. Cause I knew you before kind of podcasting. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're bringing value. And then your teases are awesome. That's the thing that you know, I can't believe I didn't write that one down at the beginning, but, uh, uh, definitely keep up the good work. And just kind of a, a side note on, on that, Dave, like you t- talked about how I tease things. If you listen to really any, any late red podcast, but certainly on this latest episode, this redpodcast.com slash 206, you're going to hear how things segue from one thing to another. I mentioned having that intro and that personal intro. So that kind of sets the stage. But even like the ad reads, when I read about ads, mm-hmm. that has something to do with the, uh, you know, what, what I'm, what I'm talking about. Like I make that fit. 
I make the tees for the next one fit. The whole thing is like a smooth transition. It's almost like a disco DJ. You know how they mix right. beats into the next song, to the next song, and it's this, this one fluid mix. And I, I think that's one of those things that just comes with time. And if you can, you can think like that as you're editing, saying, well, is this helping me get to the next stage of the story? Is this continuous? Am I going off on a tangent? Just because this is funny doesn't necessarily mean that it needs to be there. And sometimes you got to let stuff go. But it's better, I learned this from comedy writing. I was doing some comedy writing and a little bit of performing just to kind of test this out, test the waters. But it is better to have like a three minute set that's packed full of jokes than spread out all those jokes over six minutes. It's a better experience for the audience. It makes you look hilarious. I think podcasting is the same way. Right tight is what my friend Rick Roberts says. So you actually did stand up comedy? I did that. Yeah, I did just to help with my writing mm -hmm. from like a, a really for, for podcasting or speaking, like speaking has really helped me public speaking get involved with Toastmasters and things. And the comedy writers that I, I knew, the guys who were doing stand up, they would get up there for three minutes and they would spend a ton of, of time on that. So yeah, I took some writing classes and the only way to figure out if your writing is working is to get it in front of audience. So I've done a few stand up performances just to see if it works. How'd and, it go? Uh, uh, some, some went well and some are okay. I mean, you, you get better, <laughs> yeah. you know, you get better and, and I'm able to pull it off just really because, because of my podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm used to speaking and I'm used to speaking in front of a microphone. So it, it didn't, I didn't bomb, but we always say this in, uh, like Toastmasters or you've heard speakers say it, these, you have the speech that you want to give the speech that you gave and the speech that you wish you'd given. Yeah. And you can certainly analyze every single thing that you do when you're on stage. But, but yeah, it's good. I, I would recommend that for anybody. Improv, I think is great. Stand up writing and uh, a buddy of mine, uh, it's a great podcast. It's called school of laughs. Rick Roberts, the guy I mentioned, and, and he talks about how to write tight. So if you're into podcast, if you're interested in becoming a better writer and kind of finding out that side of the business, there's some great advice for podcasters there. Well, and since we're throwing out great podcasts, if I don't say this, I will get kicked the next time I see here. Kim is part of the Cleveland Podcasters Meetup, and she does Toastmasters101.net. So if you want to get involved with Toastmasters, that's the podcast that'll uh, kind of give you the behind the scenes on how to get involved with that. You did mention you have a sponsor. How did that happen? Sponsor approached me. Nice. And we've had a few sponsors that have come to us over the years and they would always be something like, I remember the very first guy that we got approached with was trying to give us some kind of pill. He was on Shark Tank, if you watch Shark Tank. Okay. And there was some kind of pill that was supposed to make you smarter and get more done. And <laughs> it ended up being like a lot of caffeine and right. maybe like a, a meth substitute. You know what I mean? <laughs> Excellent. Great. <laughs> so it didn't really match with me. I don't, yeah. I don't like that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, no, we've had various people over the years, but I was just like, well, that stuff doesn't match. But we finally got approached by somebody I did think was a match, which is Fresh Books. Mm-hmm. And I went to Fresh Books. I'm like, have you heard my podcast? Because like, I just did a gay pride episode and I'm talking about hookers and call centers. And, <laughs> you know, sometimes I'm talking about stuff that you may not want to be associated with. And, and she was cool. She was like, yeah, you know, we have heard it and we want you to be able to do you. So here are some basically talking points. And that's what enables me to, when I'm talking about Fresh Books, to kind of mold that into the topic of whatever I'm talking about on red. They don't have a script except for they want the call to action to be read and you can make your own script. And you're involved in this day because I was listening to you and Glenn, the geek about how he did his sponsorships. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the deals that I was considering earlier were always like the uh, CPM right. cost, cost per thousand. And they wanted to, numbers and that. And with fresh books, I said, look, here's the deal, man. I can guarantee you about this many downloads per episode, but really what you're doing is you're paying for me and you're paying for the audience that I've got with their, their relationship with me. So let's come up with a flat rate. Nice. I want to grow with you. I'm going to do a contract with you and I want to do it for at least three months. And right now, because I'm, I'm working on this book, I'm only putting out one episode, maybe a couple, but let's do uh, four or five episodes a month. Let's do this contract. Let's do it for three months. And here's the rate that I want. And they said, fine. Nice. So. Beautiful. Yeah. So, so I think, you know, going in there with, with, with that kind of attitude and, and playing your game, 
not saying just, yeah, I know everybody else does CPM because people will come back to you and they say, well, this place is doing CPM. And you know, that's kind of the argument. Well, iHeartRadio is doing $6 per CPM. It's like, okay, well, go to iHeart. Yeah, exactly. They don't have that kind of relationship. If you want iHeart results, you can go to iHeart. But if when you want that relationship that I've built up because of all of this, the 200 something episodes and the planning and what we've been talking about, trying to go deep, you're going to have to pay a little bit more for that. And then, you know, whatever a little bit more is for you. That's right. And nobody on iHeart is talking about how to be a mother pimp. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That was another episode. <laughs> Uh, I was la I laughed so hard through that whole thing. Every time you bleeped it out, which I'll be bleeping right out, but, uh, oh man, I was crying on that episode, man. It was great. So well, I think you have to do you. And what I've realized I'm a middle-aged white guy <laughs> and I do bleep out everything. And that's maybe worth saying that I'm yeah. not trying to offend people, but I'm also not trying to be like the family man. You know, some people right. are, you know, the Twitter profile, they're like lover of Jesus family man. It's like, that ain't me, buddy. Yeah. There's, there's a little bit of an edge, but, but you know, um, <laughs> it's not the edge that you would get from a lot of people talking about pimps. Exactly. Well, good on you for standing up and saying, no, I'm not going to take your crumbs. Here's the deal. And, well, I don't uh, need the money that badly. And right. I, I think that's the thing is like, we get caught up thinking like, well, something's better than nothing. No, it's not. Yeah, it is not. And you want something that is going to respect your audience because you've got that relationship and you don't want to kill it. And, and talking about like pills that are going to make you smarter or something, that's just going to make you look like a shill. And we've all been on this mailing list. We've all seen right. those podcasts that like five sponsors and it's like, ugh. it's just, there's some of these guys have these podcasts for like seven minutes, but it's like three or four minutes of sponsors. Yeah. Great. <laughs> that's not doing your audience a service. No. Awesome. Well, I, I also don't want to get you in the doghouse. Uh, you mentioned how your wife is launching a new podcast. Can we, is there a website yet or anything we can sign up for? Or where can we check that out once it's going? That is launching within the next couple of weeks. I've got about 15 interviews that needed to be edited down, which is uh, maybe worth saying. I don't do any interviews on red or rarely like one every three or four months, maybe. And uh, this is an opportunity for me to reach out and, uh, you know, talk to different people. And it's called Pro Coach Podcast. ProCoachPodcast.com is just for coaches, just for people who work one-on-one. -on -one. And when you talk about being super niche down, all it is, it, this is it, everything. How do you get more clients? That is it. That's the one thing we talk about nice. each episode. It's 20 or 30 minutes. Go to 15 different coaches. How do you get more clients? Bam, bam, bam. Every single episode. It's super focused and yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see yeah. what, uh, what the, what the responses are going to be. And, well, now I got to ask again, what's the website? Cause I'm signing up ProCoachPodcast.com. ProCoachPodcast.com. All right. Awesome. My friend. Well, dude, it's always a pleasure to, uh, to talk to you. It's uh, you always make me laugh. And, uh, again, man, I just, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. Uh, keep up the good work, my friend. Well, I appreciate it, man. It would not be where it is without you because I think, I think you have helped raise the podcasting format to a new level. Otherwise we'd be stuck in the guys talking in voice recorders while they're walking, <laughs> you know, but now we're getting like real talent. And that, that's the exciting thing to me. It's like that regardless of, of the money or the credibility or the other things this podcast has helped me with, it's so cool to be able to get to this point where I can, you know, kind of figure out that story and, and paste it together. It's like a puzzle to me. So I look at it as a challenge and it's a lot of fun rather than just doing like a, a straight up, here's action one, action two, action three, where I'm just yelling at somebody. So it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have happened without you, Dave. I appreciate what you've done for the podcasting community. And uh, to, to me, you're like the guy. Well, I appreciate that. And I'm, I swear I'm going to go make bumper stickers that say, how's that go again? You, you can't mess it up and it's not going to be perfect. It was that. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't realize that you were, you were beeping it out. So I'll give you the full quote since you're beeping. Okay. You can't f it up and you're not going to get it right. Nice. So uh, it, it's, you're going to get it somewhere in the middle and you're going to be able to improve it. That's the big lesson. Such an awesome guy. And, uh, I have known that guy for years and he's just, I, I just think he's cool for, for lack of a better thing. I always, any conversation with David Hooper is a good conversation. So I want to talk a little bit about editing because Dave talked about, you know, editing and keeping things tight. He talked about how it's better to have a short when he was doing comedy, a short 
six-minute set filled with jokes rather than a 10-minute set with, you know, jokes sprinkled throughout. And so I've been called to produce a podcast for the Messengers documentary. If you haven't heard about this, go to themessengersdoc.com and you can sign up, get on their email list. It's a really super powerful. I mean, this isn't like a bunch of guys running around with iPhones and uh, an old camcorder that we found in the attic. This is like a legit documentary film. And yes, it's a documentary about podcasting. So yes, I am aware that I'm doing a podcast about a movie about podcasting. And the fun thing is, it's kind of up to me. They've given me pretty much the controls to stitch together the story of what's been going on. Now, I get some help from executive producer Chris Kremitzos. But when I'm done, I submit what I think is the episode to Chris. And at that point, I've put in lots of hours. I mentioned last week, uh, or it was two weeks ago, that it took me four hours to do a 20-minute podcast. And uh, it's crazy, because it's done in that... NPR style of podcasting and Chris always comes back with ideas and I'm like what are you doing I'm done Uh, but you know what they're always good insights I'm too close to the trees to see the forest as the old saying goes and editing can make a good thing great now you it's podcasting look it's if you don't want to edit that's fine people just say I just hit record and I post it I'm keeping it real it's fine do that I'm keeping it real by knowing that every word out of my mouth is not gold. In fact, every other word out of my mouth apparently is um. And I just come from a mindset, maybe it's my educational background, that everything has room for improvement. So I took an hour today to go through this interview, and here's the things that I I cut out. And I'm going to kind of comment these as we listen to them together. And here we go. This is going to make me sound a little goofy. Going to make Dave sound a little goofy too, but... We're all about education here. So here we go. You guys ready? And um, for blind people, like a TTY system. So I'm sorry, not for blind. I got the wrong disability. Now, why did I cut that out? Because I was able to cut that out and make it, Dave, just say, here's the system they were using. I made my guest sound better. Not that that was a huge mistake, but it just the idea here is make the guest sound great. Uh, for me, I... Uh, um, 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 uh, how many times did you go through a person? Cause you actually got somebody who kind of gave you the, the behind the scenes of the scam. And that's the one that really blew me away. This is Dave taking like the longest route to the question ever is I was like, I can't believe this guy's talking to Dave. And so that's the element of like, Oh my gosh, I've never heard this before. This is something that I'm not going to hear. Seriously, just ask the question on the news, even if the news wasn't covering the fact that, you know, Beyonce sneezed or whatever. It's like, I've never heard this kind of stuff. I can't believe you're getting it. It's such a scoop. Uh, I talked to you. So we can get into this that probably about three. I mean, Um, yeah, but probably, I mean, it was, it was pretty break it down here, I guess. But now here again, this is an actual conversation. So we don't always have the answer right at the tip of our tongue. And so again, I cut those out to make everybody sound better. And we'll kind of, um, and do you want to just break this episode down like piece by piece? Yeah. Do you want to do, you want to do it? Okay. Now here's the thing. When I heard that, I realized that I knew why I was having David on the show. I kind of said, man, I really liked your episode. Would love to, t-. I don't know that I explained to Dave why he was on the show and I'm not sure he knew and so he's kind of like, are we just going to go through the episode or how do you want to break it? I should have like, to me, I, I hear that and go, I don't think I explained this enough today. Could be, I don't know. But nonetheless, that was part of the conversation that I could remove and we didn't lose any value from the actual conversation. Awesome. So, so anyway, so that's, that's the tease. The, the, the first part is the tease. If we were going to break down this episode and, and how that went, uh, uh, you know that. And so. The reason I cut that out is because we had just said it was the tease. So that was redundant information. We'd already just said it was the tease. No reason to say that was the tease. Yeah. Um, um, well, so, well, um, so I, I, I don't want to, hmm, because I want to keep some, I don't want to, hold yeah. on, Dave, this will be a great edit point. Well, at least there I knew I was doing, <laughs> I couldn't get a thought out of my mouth, basically. Um now so um 
Well, it's funny you mention that, Dave, because I'm actually starting another podcast. Oh, boy. See, if you got one, you got to have <laughs> Yeah, I am. Uh, my original co-host was my wife, and that, that's kind of the, the reason that we had our podcast breakup, because it, it really wasn't matching what I wanted to do or what she wanted to do, so we were compromising. And neither one of us was really happy with the podcast. But with me having my own version of the podcast, which is the new red now, uh, she was going to have something that focuses more on what she wants to do. And, and that's going to be the new one. I'm helping her to produce that. So what would I do differently? So there was Dave going kind of again around the bend to get to the answer. And the reason I cut this out is I mentioned his wife's podcast later in the interview. So again, redundant information. And I just was like, we don't really need all that extra information. Not that it was bad, but again, trying to stay straight to the point. All of a sudden they're in the middle of a sentence and they go, yes, we need your social security number. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, I had the please hold. And then the music comes on. Yeah. Okay. I'm back. I'm, I'm speaking very quietly because <laughs> they're walking around trying to keep us uh, in line. Now what this is, this is Dave, meaning me, I guess I should say that now because there's two Daves. This is me doing the me too. So Dave had given an example and I was like, oh yeah, kind of like the time blob. Well, Dave just like, you didn't get it from Dave's example. I got to throw in another one. Redundant information, not really needed. Cut it out. So is this something that you'll, uh, so, and, um, mm -hmm. and this is going to be another edit point. I just had a question that went right out of my head. Oh, um, that happens. Uh, so if anyone thinks I'm perfect, obviously not, uh, um, well, I know you're also, and this is the other thing that keeps me subscribed is I know you've been working on a book about podcasting. So it's always kind of like, I wonder if Dave's going to talk about the book. I wonder if and, and it's like, Oh, I did this. And then you actually turn that into a, a lesson on how you're working with your editor and, and things like that. Um, you, so number one, there, what, is there a question there, Dave? And number two, uh, I think you'll hear it later in these edits. Uh, Dave's book isn't quite ready yet. And we've already said to each other that he's coming back on the show when his book about podcasting is published. So why should I have you listen to something that's not ready yet? I'll, I'll paraphrase this. Uh, uh, so, um, uh, um, 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 and, um, 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 do we have any idea when your book is going to be ready? <laughs> so apparently I say, um, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's, about a, it's about a year behind and, and, uh, just, I just want to, so this was actually, this isn't an agency. This was actually like, you know, Mrs. Fresh books was calling you. Okay. So this one, David just said that fresh books, the advertiser had contacted him. So why I even ask this question I don't know, because he just said the advertiser. So I was just, is that an agency or somebody else? And that's my chat. So yes, that was my live chat thing going off. And normally I would edit that out. But in the meantime, let's just continue on. Um, beautiful. Yeah, I'll either beep it out. On occasion, I will, I will make them, I'll go into the editing software and make that part of the word go backwards. Okay, so this is Dave and I being friends talking about playing things backwards. It's a complete tangent. So all of a sudden they're talking, and it goes back, which is, I like beeps, I think. Beeps are a little more uh, attention grabbing. You know you just miss something good when those go by. Otherwise, you just go, wait a minute, did he just say, see, yeah, it gets me scared, too, because when I was a kid, like, I played Led Zeppelin backwards. You ever done that? Yes, the Mazweet Zayton. I know, and it freaked the bejesus out of me. I used to drive my mother crazy because I had a little Fostex four-track recorder, then I found if you played tracks three and four, it was the other side of the cassette going backwards. Yep. And I would listen to Ozzy Osbourne for hours backwards. And she'd finally walk in the room and go, can you please play something forward? <laughs> now, while these are fun stories, uh, they're not exactly tied into the original content of dissecting this really cool episode, et cetera, et cetera. And then Dave shares a story, which I won't play because we're at the end of this. And I think you guys get the point. So, what did I learn from this editing? Well, like I said, I'm not sure I prepped Dave enough to know why he was on, where we were going. I didn't really give him any directions on what I was looking for. I just like, hey, let's chat about this episode. So kind of shame on me for that. But in the end, I learned that I often take a very roundabout way to a question. And I think that's because my brain hasn't quite finished the thought yet. And my mouth just takes off. 
So that is something. And always, the more you prepare up front. Now, I had a list of kind of questions on a piece of paper, but the more you prep, the less editing later. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download at a time. All right, and as we, holy cow, look at the time. We got to wrap this up. All right, it's time for the lightning round. I'm going to try to do these in like 10 words or less. Number one, blab sucks. Blab.im. I'm moving to Fire Talk um, this Saturday. This is for askthepodcastcoach.com slash live every Saturday at 1030. Special thanks to EileenSmith.com for bailing us out last week. Number two, iTunes is coming for spammers. If you have a bunch of spam in your author tag, get it out. They're walking around smacking people for more information. Listen to the latest episode of The Feed. You can find that at thefeed.libson.com. Number three, if you would like to support this documentary that I'm involved with, please go to supportthemessengers.com. Again, the official website is themessengersdoc.com. You can also now hear the podcast. Speaking of that, if you go to themessengersdoc.com slash podcast, that'll take you over. You can listen to episode number two. Number four, podcast review show. We just did an episode with a uh, podcast called Punched Up. If you would like to get your podcast reviewed, go over to podcastreviewshow.com. And then lastly, if you just need consulting one-on-one, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash schedule, and uh, I can help you with whatever it is you are trying to do. So thank you so much for tuning in. We have a lot of really cool stuff coming up in future episodes. And until then, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless.